Okay, I gotta settle a debate tonight. Can you guys help me settle a debate tonight? Oh, now listen, shh. I need you guys to help me. How many of you guys in here would prefer Xbox One over PlayStation 4? Come on, Xbox One. Let me see the Xbox One people. Okay. It's a good amount. All right, put your hands down, put your hands down. Shh. All right, now let me see the PlayStation 4 people. I think Xbox One has it actually. We might actually have to count. I'm just saying I like Xbox One. I'm just throwing that out there. All right. Hey, real quick. I just want to listen. Shh. I just want to kind of talk about what Mary was talking about with camp. Look, if you want to go to camp, normally we have like 50 spots open for students. This year, we only have 34 spots. We're already a third of the way full. So if you want to go to camp, you've got to get your money in. You've got to get your $100 deposit in. Now look, if, uh, if you don't necessarily normally come on the weekends and you can't turn in your money then or whatever, you can come. Listen, you can turn your money in on, uh, online. If you go to, uh, go to our website, scfc.tv, you can go under events. It says youth camp, or you can just go straight to the page by going scfc.tv slash camp. It's got all the details. If your parents want details, it's got a place where you can sign up. So make sure to jump on that because I'm telling you what, we're going to a new camp this year and uh, we're going to get a video and kind of show you what that's looking like, but they don't have their new one out yet. But, but uh, if you guys thought like youth America was big, youth America is awesome. Don't get me wrong. I love youth America. Those guys are my friends. Like I, I really love youth America, uh, but we're excited about going to motion this year. Because motion, like the church that, that that puts on motion, is also the one that our church is just really doing a lot of other stuff after. And so uh, this is like a stadium full of full of kids. Like it's going to be amazing. Plus we're going to go to a water park beforehand. So I definitely, yeah, we're staying in hotels. How many of you guys hate the bunk beds? Anybody like the three like squeaking, especially the dudes? Like seriously, shut up, right? We won't have that this year. You're going to be sleeping in nice, comfortable beds. Yeah, let's talk about the hotels. Hot breakfast, anybody? Yeah, all right. Shh. Listen, listen. Everybody quiet. Shh. Oh, we're gonna pray real quick. I'm excited about tonight's message. I feel like, I feel like that because of what's going on in our culture right now, in so many different areas, this message is really what what is kind of speaking to what's happening in the world. And, and, uh, and so I feel like that this can, this can, uh, definitely applies to relationships, but not only like what we're going to talk about tonight, it's not only just in one facet of relationships, it's all different areas of relationships. It, it's not even necessarily just for boyfriend and girlfriends or married people or engaged people. It's even for how you can interact with your, with your best friends or with your acquaintances or with your enemies or whatever. Tonight, we're going to be talking about boundaries. Everybody say boundaries. And really what we're doing here, listen, really what we're doing here is we're going to set up the next few weeks talking about boundaries. Because when you talk about anything, when it comes to relationships and doing things God's way, last week we talked about how God has a plan and how God wants us to do his plan because his ways is leads to life. But if we do things the other ways, it doesn't lead to life. And we talked about that. And, and really, when we talk about specifically what God's plan is... It's all about boundaries. And a lot of times when we think about boundaries, we think about restriction. We think about things like, like fences, like you can only go so far, you can only do this. And really boundaries are a really good thing. And so we're gonna talk about, and I'm hoping that with the Holy Spirit's help, we're gonna 
really dive in and we're going to understand why boundaries are a good thing. All right, let's pray real quick. Father, we just love you so much. God, we thank you for giving us this opportunity to be able to dig into your word, be able to learn about what you have for us. Father, I pray that you would change our minds tonight. God, that you would change our hearts tonight. God, that you would help us to understand this whole idea about boundaries, Father. God, I pray that you would help us to realize why boundaries are such a good thing, God. Why you've given us boundaries, Lord. Father, I pray for the hard hearts in here tonight that you would soften them so they can hear. God, I pray for the blinded eyes that you would remove their blinders so they can see. God, I pray that whatever the enemy is trying to do in students' lives tonight, I thank you that it's broken so that there is nothing in the way of being able to hear what they need to hear tonight. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Amen. Listen. So tonight's focus is all about boundaries. Now, we're not going to talk about anything specific when it comes to relationships. We're not going to talk about like, you know, how far is too far. We're not going to talk about uh, um, gender identity. We're not going to talk about like homosexuality, but we are going to talk about a lot of that stuff specifically coming up in the next few weeks. But if you don't understand the idea of boundaries and why boundaries is such a good thing. And like I said, God gives us boundaries, not just in our relationships, but also in our life. When it comes to how we should interact in our life, who we should interact with, where we should go, there's this idea of boundaries that's laced all throughout the Bible. And a lot of times what we see as rules and regulations and do's and don'ts and, and, and what gets presented to us is, well, if you're a good Christian in high school, it means you don't smoke. It means you don't go to parties. It means you wait to marriage. You can do all those things. And we see those things as rules. But really what it is, is it's just boundary markers that are set up. Because God understands what happens when you go outside of boundaries. And so I want us to really have an open heart today and realize why does God give us boundaries? Now, let me ask you guys this. I want you to think about some areas that are normal that have boundaries. Like what would happen? Let's talk about like, let's talk about the road, right? In the road, you've got different boundaries where you've got lanes, right? And, and there's certain places where lanes where you, you're supposed to go this way in this lane or this way in this lane. There's certain areas where you can pass and other areas where you can't. There's, there's one whole side of the highway that's dedicated to going eastbound. There's another whole side of the highway that's dedicated to going westbound. Now look. All of those things are boundaries. And even within the one boundary of westbound, you might have like, we've got two lanes. You might have up to like seven whenever you get down further. There's boundaries even when you're going the same direction, right? Now, what would happen if those boundary markers were gone? What would happen if anybody, if they wanted to go east, they could jump on either side of the highway. They could go on the westbound, what we normally go on the westbound or the eastbound. They could do whatever they want. Or, or maybe we like regulate which side's east and which side's west, but there's all different kinds of lanes. What would happen? It would be chaotic, right? Like there would be all kinds of, of accidents and fatalities because one person's trying to go this way, but because there's no boundaries, another person's going this way, and then it creates accidents, right? I want you to think about something else. How many of you guys have ever been to the zoo? Let me see your hands. Anybody been to the zoo? I love this, th this thought. Listen, shh. There's a lot of animals at the zoo that if they weren't in their protected areas, uh, I won't even say they're protected areas. Listen, if they weren't in the areas that had specific boundaries, there is no way I'd want to be as close to them as I, as I am. Think about like the bear exhibit. My, so my, my family, we go to the zoo all the time. 
uh, Grayson actually goes to school down in Chesterfield. And so we usually have like, we'll have like three hours to kill. And so Stacia actually has bought like a family pass and they go all the time. And so the times that I've gotten to go with them, listen, I think about this idea of boundaries and like, for example, let's talk about the bear exhibit, right? How many of you guys, how many of you guys love the bear exhibit? Yeah, I think they just got a polar bear exhibit. Pretty cool. Now listen, listen, shh, guys, listen. Shh. Let's talk about a grizzly bear. Now when the bear exhibit, they've got big, thick glass and it's super cool, right? Because you can, you can be up where they're literally right here. And you're just like staring at their face, knocking on the door, doing all this different stuff. You, you, you can have this, this, this whole thing where they can literally be one foot away from you, right? But because there's this idea of boundaries, there's this glass deal that's right, you're not scared. Now, if you take the boundaries away, I bet that your feelings completely changes uh, in that situation. If you've got a grizzly bear who is now right here, but you take that boundary away, what happens? You would get freaked out. How, I mean, you would be running. You would be trying to outrun your neighbor because if you outrun your, your friend, then that means that they get eaten first, right? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, you would be freaked out. Now listen, I really love this idea when I go to the zoo when it comes to the lions. Because with the lions, they don't just give you like this boundary where it's like this this huge fence. There's actually like this huge drop-off thing, right? Where it's like 30 yards wide, and then it goes like five stories down, so they can't even like jump over. Like there's no even, we're not even gonna get this close with the fence in between us. It's like, no, we gotta have a huge hole. We gotta like, we gotta make sure that this lion does not get to us. Now look, if you were out just in the woods or whatever, I've been seeing on Facebook, they've been seeing mountain lion sightings, right? Cause you know, that's always been the thing in, in Warren County, like all your mountain lions, like one just got killed on I-70. And like, even some of you guys are like, your faces right now are like, what? Like if you saw a mountain lion in real life, as close as you see a lion in the zoo, listen, your reaction would not be like, oh, look at that pretty little lion taking selfies with it like you do at the zoo. You'd be like, oh my gosh, there's a lion over there, right? Now listen, listen, some of you guys need to get this. The reason why it's okay that you're able to be in the same area as that lion is because there is a boundary that's keeping that lion from, uh, from getting you. Now, when it comes to our relationships, if you remove boundaries, it's the same exact thing as seeing a lion in real life. But the problem is, is we don't get as scared as we normally would when it comes, like in the zoo. We just say, oh, that's cool. We just need to let that lion be around us. Look, do you know what the Bible calls the devil? He says it is a he the, the 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 Bible says that Satan is like a lion who roams around looking who he may devour. Do you know what that means? That means that that, that you have an enemy who is looking for an opportunity to de, to destroy something in your life, to create death in your life, to to to, to create a wound in your life. You have an enemy if you don't put up some boundaries, you are completely opening the door to allowing that enemy to attack your life. Now, how about look? I had a friend one time. He lives in Colorado. He's a really close friend of mine. He, he loves to hunt. 
And he was talking about this one time. Now, in Colorado, like, mountain lions are, uh, are a normal thing, okay? Like, it's not like out here, like, oh, is there mountain lions? It's like, no, there are mountain lions out in Colorado, right? And so he was hunting, I think it was, like, deer or whatever their form of deer is up there, whatever. And he talks about this time how him and his friends, were, they realized they got stalked by a mountain lion. Now, the thing with mountain lions, they say, like they, they talk about in Colorado, they say when it comes to mountain lions, like you could, you would usually never know that they're there. Like the only time that you know that they're there is when they are ready to attack you. Other times, I mean, the, there was actually one, there's this really cool uh, place called the Garden of the Gods. It's this gorgeous area you walk through these trails. There was actually a, a family, it's kind of a famous picture, you can look it up. There was a family who was taking a picture, like a family photo, under this tree, like I said, it's like this outdoor area, this hiking area, and right in the tree above them, they didn't see it until after it got developed, the tree above them, there was a mountain lion sitting up there staring at them. That's how like, how like stealthy and kind of crazy they are, right? So when it comes to lions, look, you might not get eaten right at the time that they see you, but if they see that there's an opportunity and there's no boundaries around you, do you know what they're thinking? Oh, there's lunch. Here's the same thing. When it comes to your enemy, Satan, if you don't create boundaries, the God-given boundaries that God has laid out in his word on how to do relationships, on how to do your life, if you just start removing those boundaries, what you start doing is, is you start attracting attention to Satan, who is roaming around like a lion, who's saying, oh... There's an opportunity. See, look, the lion at the zoo doesn't see it as food because he knows that there's this huge, he knows he can't get to you. He might look at you and say, oh, man, I'd really like to, I'd really like to get right there, but ah, got this boundary. But the thing is, is if he was out in the wild, the same person who was at the zoo, if they were in the same area with no boundaries, it'd be a much different story. So when it comes to our relationship with God, when it comes to how we are interacting with Satan, look, he is exactly like a lion. Let me ask you this. What is the boundaries in your life? How many boundaries? Look, we all, we all probably have a pretty good idea of what God wants us to interact, right? Like, we probably mostly know that God wants us to wait for sex until marriage. God wants us to, we're going to talk about all these things a little more in, in detail. But the thing is, Often we are more drawn by our feelings. And so what happens is because it doesn't feel right, we start removing boundaries. Because we don't understand the purpose of boundaries. Here's what you have to understand. The reason why God gives us certain ways to live our life is not because he wants to make your life boring and terrible. He gives them to you because he wants to protect you. He understands how the enemy works, and he's trying to tell you, hey, you got to get this. If you, could, if you remove this boundary in your, when it comes to your sex life, you're going to get a wound. You're going to lead to destruction. There's going to be some things that you don't want to deal with. Please keep this boundary. Look, if you, and again, this can go further than just relationship. The Bible is clear on, what, on who we're supposed to hang out with, what we're supposed to do. It's not because he doesn't want you to have fun. It's because we live in a messed up world who has left the door open on the enemy who is a lion named Satan. And now if we don't create our own boundaries, God can't keep, us, keep him away. So what are the boundaries? Look, I want you to, how many of you guys play football? Imagine this, listen. 
imagine this. Imagine a football game without boundaries. It doesn't make sense. When you have a football game without boundaries, it's like, why even play, right? Imagine if our oceans didn't have boundaries. They would be all, there wouldn't be an ocean. It would just be one big world of water, right? We would all be fish. Actually, we'd all be dead because we can't interact like that, right? And in the same way, listen, in the same way, Satan's goal is to remove the boundaries because he knows just like the zoo people know. Look, if I was to create a zoo, you know what I'd do for the lion? I'd make a cool little fence and all this stuff. But the zoo people know the fence isn't enough. You can jump over that. So the zoo people know the boundary that's required when it comes to the lion is a huge five-story hole that's like 30 yards deep. And we can look at them from afar, right? But when it comes to the bears, we can have thick glass and we can get really close. But when it comes to the penguins, oh, they're probably going to be cool. They can have this open area. Look, when it comes to your life, listen, somebody needs to hear this. When it comes to your life, you have to make sure you understand the boundaries that God has laid out in every area. And then also understand if you are removing any of those boundaries, you are opening yourself up for death. You are opening yourself up, let me put it this way. This is a better way to say it. You're opening yourself up for attacks. You're opening yourself up for that lie to come and just bite your arm off. You're opening yourself up and saying, hey devil, you're proud to run around and I'm wide open. You don't have to worry about not kidding me, I'm right here. The Satan's goal is lies and confusion and pulling away those boundaries. Here's what John 8 says. Chapter 44, I'm sorry, verse 44. For you are the children of your father, the devil, and you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. And here's what it says. He has always hated the truth, talking about Satan, because there's no truth in him. When he lies, it's consistent with his character. For he is a liar and the father of lies. God wants to bring, I'm sorry, let me, let me say that again. The enemy wants to bring confusion and remove the boundaries when it comes to every area of our relationships. And you can see this playing out right now. Look, there's so many people, what, what's some of the big topics that's happening in the world? Gender identity, homosexuality. When it comes to your guys, like in high school and, and, and in middle school, it, it, it talks about, or uh, one of the big issues is I'm just going to, I'm just going to, you know, when it comes to physical stuff, like, what does it matter? You know, there's, it, it feels right. So why not? Sex before marriage, how we operate while we're dating, how far is too far. Look, God has set up specific boundaries in all of these things. Not because he doesn't want people to feel loved or feel acceptance. Look, it's not about acceptance. It's about protection. I want you guys to get this. When we, when, when a lot of times Christians, let, let's just talk about homosexuality for a second. A lot of times Christians will, will be called judgmental or, or say, man, you guys don't love, love people who are, who struggle with that. And, and here's the thing. I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of Christians have really sucked on how to actually, how to love gay people. I'm just going to be honest. They, they have done a terrible job and have not reflected the love of God because we all have struggles, right? But here's the other side of it. The reason why God has set up for something specific like that is because he knows if you allow that boundary to be removed, it's opening the, the door for attacks. And it's not a matter of God not loving people who struggle with that. It's a matter of God understanding what happens when they go there. And he's trying to pull them back to protect him. 
Look, if my little daughter somehow, or one of my kids, my, my son, whatever, if we're at the zoo and they somehow get over the boundary, and then they go because they just see the lion as a big cat and they just want to play with it, like, I don't think there would be anybody there that as me as the father who's jumping over that, that, that deal and trying to rescue them out and saying, get out of that deal. You have removed the boundaries. You've got to get over here. You don't. You're going to get attacked. There's not going to be parents up there who's like, oh, Tony, let her play with the kitty cat. Don't you love her? Don't you want your little daughter to play with the kitty cat? Like, not that cat, I don't. Absolutely not. That cat's going to tear her up, right? That's exactly, listen. Listen, that's exactly the heart of God when it comes to people who want to jump over the boundaries when it comes to homosexuality. It's not that he doesn't love them. He just understands what the end game is for the enemy. He understands what's going to happen if people continue to pursue in that. And God is screaming, hey, I set this up in a specific way because I know that if you cross over these boundaries, it's not going to be good. What's the boundary? Now look, and let me say this too. A lot of people, every single one of us have a desire in us to cross boundaries, right? Like, have you guys ever been little? It's like, what do you mean I have to sit on a playground? Like, I want to go over there in the woods back in the, back behind the school. I want to go, you know, we have this, this, this deal, listen, where we all want to cross boundaries. And so if you struggle with homosexuality, look, we ain't judging you. We want you to be here. We love you. We want, if you, but here's the other thing you have to realize. There's other, we all struggle with, you might not struggle with that, but you might struggle with sex before marriage. It's the same thing, guys. Look, it doesn't matter what boundary you're, you're, you have a desire to cross. You have to understand that if you don't keep that boundary marker up, the end game is the same. It's an attack. Look. When it comes to the grizzly bears, or the lions at the zoo, or the elephants, or the rhinos, or whatever it is, look, the boundaries are different, but the end game is the same. If you mess with those animals and you uh, go over the boundaries, you get attacked. Look, this goes, uh, uh, like I said, even further outside of relationships. What is, what is the deal? Maybe you don't struggle with crossing boundaries with relationships. Maybe you just struggle with inner attitudes with your parents. Maybe you just struggle with hanging out with the wrong people. Look, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. It'd be cool to like pet a lion, right? Like, and we see those Facebook videos where like people who own like pet lions or whatever, like it'd be cool to do that, right? But even though, listen, even though I feel like that'd be cool, I ain't ever getting close to a lion because I gotta keep my boundaries. I'm not gonna give that lion room to attack me. Listen, shh. Are you giving the, the, the enemy Satan, who the Bible says is a lion, roams around like a lion with one purpose, to attack you? Are you removing the boundaries and allowing that to happen? Because here's what, here's what tends to happen. We're living our life. We go to church. We know that God's grace is, is there and we know that God will forgive us. And we say, oh, I'll go out and do this one thing because I know that God will forgive me and I'll still get to heaven, right? But the problem is, is it's not so much what God, God has forgiven us. That, there's grace there. 
The problem is every time you go further, that could be the night that you ended up at a party drunk and got in the wrong car and it ended in a death. Guys, it's happened. I've done the funerals. It's happened. It was, there, there's, there, there, I've been to them, man. Do you guys realize, man, I don't know who this is for, but this is a warning for somebody. I'm like almost getting emotional here. There's the reason, it's not about the forgiveness side of it. It's not about God being mad at you or God not being mad at you. The reason why God is setting up these boundaries, God has already forgiven you whether you've done it or not. The deal is, is God doesn't want you to open your own door for death or destruction or an attack. Look, guys, it takes one time for you to just pop that door, go right over that boundary, and then it's like, uh-oh, how do I end up here? And then the rest of your life, you're dealing with something because you crossed the boundary. Look, God's deal when it comes to boundaries is about protection and about love. If my daughter tries to play in the street, it doesn't make me a bad dad who doesn't love her because she's not doing what she feels is right. It's because I'm looking at this and I understand there's cars coming this way, there's cars coming this way. If she continues to play in the street, she's going to get trucked by one. That's why I'm screaming and yelling and, 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 and pulling her over and saying, what are you doing? Are you, are you serious? Because she's got to understand the boundaries that I set are about her protection. When it comes to boundaries in any area of your life, it's the love of God. It may not feel like it, but it is the love of a father who wants his best for you. Amen. I want to talk about the first time a boundary was crossed. Genesis chapter 2, verse 15 and 16. We're in the beginning of the book, guys. We're in the beginning of the Bible. This is the beginning stages. This is, this is when the story began. And the first time that a boundary marker gets crossed. Genesis chapter 2 verse 15 says, The Lord placed the man in the garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord, so we have Adam there and there's also Eve. But the Lord God warned him, You may freely eat of the fruit of the tree in the garden, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you will surely die. What happened here? He God is, is talking to Adam, and he, and he has created for Adam this incredible place. All kinds of trees everywhere. And he said, there's one. There is just one tree. Whatever you do, don't eat. the boundary is around that one tree. Don't Just don't eat there. One tree. One area. What's the one area in your life? That God is highlighting right now as I'm talking to you. Right now, you know it. God's been speaking to you. There's one, and here's the thing. The problem that we have happened is we can fixate on that one tree. Oh, man, look at that one tree. That looks good. That tree looks sweet. And we miss the 15 million other trees that are all around us that actually provide life for us and we're focused on the one thing that God said no to so we can maybe see what that one tastes like when God gave us all kinds of other ones. Stop focusing on the one thing you know God has told you no because why? Why did God tell Adam no? That will end in death. Well, you will die if you eat that. Do you guys know why we had a school shooting in Florida today? Do you guys know why death and cancer and destruction and everything else happens in this world? Do you guys know why Jesus had to come and die on the cross? It's because they took that one boundary one time and ate it, and it resulted in everything we're facing now. The same could happen in your life. 
God is a God of boundaries. And those boundaries provide protection. And then we get frustrated with God when we cross the boundaries. We say, oh, but God, you forgave me. Why am I dealing with all these consequences? God's saying, I'm trying to warn you. That's what the point of the boundaries are. That's why they give us boundaries at the zoo. So you, it's, it'd be like me jumping into the, the cage with the, with the grizzly bear wondering why he bit me. Well, duh. You crossed the boundary. What's the one boundary? I'm going to tell you this. In your life, for every one boundary, because usually it, it seems like in the seasons of our, of our life, there's just one area that we're really struggling with, one area that we want to go too far and we know God has said no to. What's the one, for, I'll say it like this, the one thing that God has said no to, just like there's one tree in that garden, there is 15 million other trees that you are missing out on the best fruits you could ever eat. The best part of your life is, way, is, is waiting for you in those 15 other million trees that God has placed in your life. It could be your talents. It could be the friends that you're saying no to. It could be the whatever it is because we're so fixated on that one. Why did God say no to that? Sex sounds really fun. I'm going to say as a married person, it is. But I'm just, listen. Hey, listen. Listen. In the boundaries that God has set. Because listen. Sorry, I forgot. Quiet. I don't want to catch you. Listen. What's the area that you're trying to cross over? The thing that I feel like the heart of God wanted to get across tonight is this. The reason why God gives us boundaries is because he loves you so much. Guys, God loves you so much. It's real easy for us to get this whole, like, God gave us a list of rules, and I'm only a good Christian if I do this, 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 and this, and, you know, I got to make sure I don't have sex before marriage, I got to make sure I don't smoke, or, you know, whatever it is. But those things, yes, they are Yes, they are rules. Yes, they are marked areas. But the reason that he gave them to us is because he loves you. And he wants to lead you to the best life. He, can, he wants to lead you to those 15 million other trees around you. And I'm telling you, you might be missing out on some of the best parts of your life that God is leading you to because you're so focused on that one tree. Look, guys. First time a boundary got crossed that God set out for Adam and Eve. The reason why we have all the death and all the destruction and all the sin and all the issues for the past 6,000 years. The reason why you might be having some of your problems that you guys have been praying to God about. Like, God, why is this happening? God's just like, because you didn't go by my boundaries. That's why it's happening. Why don't you just start putting some boundaries up? How you guys close your eyes? In Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, it says this. There's a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. Look, I know that there's a path set before you right now. Maybe it's the sex before marriage. Maybe it's the friends. 
Maybe it's whatever. It feels right. Look, we talked about last week, and I want to bring this up again. We talked about last week how life is like a roller coaster. You've got ups and downs. You've got, you've got twirls. You don't know where you're going to go. You don't know. Sometimes you might be upside down, only then to go sideways and all. That's life. Life is like a roller coaster. And that seat and that deal that clicks you in, that's your faith in Jesus. The, the, I, I've been thinking a lot about that over the past couple weeks, or the past week. And one thing I didn't think about, there's two different groups of people. There's one group of people who love roller coasters, and there's another group of people that hate them, right? The people that love the roller coasters are the ones who are able to trust completely that that little bar is going to hold them in. They don't have to worry about falling out. Everybody else, honestly, if you hate roller coasters, you just don't trust that bar. Look, if you want to start enjoying life, you've got to trust Jesus. You've got to have faith. Because some of you are trying to get off this roller coaster because your feelings, sometimes your stomach's dropping, sometimes you're anxious, sometimes you're whatever. You know, it's funny to me that you can have two people on the same roller coaster, one who's completely anxious and another who's completely having fun. It's just like life. It's just how much do I trust in this thing that's clicking me in. So do you have Jesus? Are you being ruled by your feelings? Or are you being controlled by knowing, I'm clicked in, it doesn't matter, look guys, it doesn't matter what happens in my world. I, there could be an upside down deal coming, I've got Jesus, it's clicked in, it doesn't matter what's happening, I'm not falling out. You need Jesus. You guys need Jesus. You've never given your life before to Jesus. Can I see your hands so we can just pray with you? That's awesome. Anybody else? Okay, good. And here's what else I want to do. If you know you're crossing boundaries, and you know you need to set them back up, and you want to ask the Holy Spirit for help, I want to see your hand as well. You want to know who we're praying with. Okay. A lot of them. A lot of them. If you believe this, Peter said to me, said, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. I'm living my life in you now. 100% all of me I'm living for you. Help me to place the boundaries you have in my life. No matter how that makes me feel. Thank you that you love me enough to protect me. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, I got something else kind of stirring real quick. I'll let you go. There's a lot of you in here. Listen, I'm going to give you one boundary. I say this a lot to students. Toughest boundary, but easiest. If you are wanting to change your life, I can give you one thing today that I could almost, outside of Jesus, obviously, you need Jesus. Outside of Jesus, if I give you one thing that, that would change your life and get you on track with Jesus, how many of you guys would say, yeah, I'd do that? Just one. Just one thing. It's easy. It's easy. If you want to get your life back on track, it's one thing. Change your friends. It's the hardest thing, but it's the easiest thing. Look, listen, listen, listen. So many of you, a lot of you guys know my story. Listen. 
I, I mean, I, I wasn't perfect, but I, I, I pretty much lived my life with Jesus since elementary school. And I, I often wonder, like, how did that happen? Like, it wasn't anything of me, that's for sure. And I realized a few years ago, it's because I was very, very intentional on who was around me. There was times that there was even the right people were around me, and then they started changing, and I had to let them go. And that, that's tough. That's tough. But I, I, I just feel like some of, some of you guys need to hear that. It's, a, it's the easiest thing to do, but it's the hardest thing to do. If you change your friends, look, we got a group of really strong interns. This is the strongest student leadership I've ever had at the church right now. They would love to accept you into their clique. Yeah. It's a clique you can get into. You can click into it. <laughs> So don't, don't, you cannot leave here tonight saying, oh, I don't have friends. I don't have anybody. I'll be lonely. Guys, listen. You can click in there. All right. All right. We give it up to my man Thomas.